I'm Jamie. Welcome to Driver Picks the Podcast. Where I pick the podcast. And I shut my cake off. And today we are doing our intermission episode between seasons three and four of the CW Supernatural. This is where I ask Jamie all of the questions about what she's thought so far, what she thinks is coming, um, and follow up on somehow some of her opinions may have changed over the last season. So, Jamie, season three, we just finished. Yep. How are we feeling? God damn, that was a short season, but by God, did it feel long. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just because we, like, we had other things that we were working on. It took so... us longer, actually, to record that episode than either of the others we've done. So, yes, actually, more time has passed. But... And also just the fact that, like, somehow we found even more shit per episode to talk on. Like, our <laughs> raw recordings went from, like, an hour 30 to, like, two hours and 30. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just because we cannot stay on topic for the life of us, but like it Could definitely, <laughs> it definitely felt like it went way slower than like the first two seasons. Yeah, and also just like I don't know something about like them whining every week of oh Dean's gonna die. Yeah, it's like yeah we we get it. That like was... either give us something that like could potentially save Dean. Mm-hmm. And, like, is actually something that's relevant that could change the deal. Mm-hmm. Or, like, fucking shut up about it. Just have him be sad. Like, it's fine. I literally, this is exactly how I felt about it after my first watch. And, honestly, on rewatch, my opinion has not changed that much. Like, it's it's a it's a good season in terms of, like, there are some really standout episodes. Oh, yeah, there are some episodes in season three that slap. And but I will the, say that as somebody who doesn't really like Supernatural. Yeah, like, sure. there are some episodes that I genuinely enjoy. Yeah. But Mostly. The actual arc of this season it very much felt very repetitive and there are a lot of there's a lot of episodes where it's like oh this is like literally the same point that you brought up last episode just in a different episode exactly and especially having come off of season two where like the overarching plot is actually pretty well yeah like developed and distributed over the Mm -hmm. season it it just kind of feels bleh and i think a lot of that like we talked about in the finale about how you, it feels different because of the writer's strike. Yeah. And you can kind of see what, how that happening mm-hmm. over the course of the season and how they sort of change tack. But, yeah, it, this season for me, it is, especially on rewatch, I'm, like, absolutely firm in my belief. It is my least favourite of the Kripke era. Like, here, I, I thought season one and two were, like, pretty slow. Like, to be fair, though, like, let's compare favourite shows for a second. <laughs> my favourite show is Leverage, which puts more plot in a single 45-minute episode than they do in an entire season, basically. Yeah. Like, they they are not scared. They shove all of the plot in that shit, and then they don't spare any for an overarching plot. Yeah. It's fine. I think the sort of speed of the overarching plot in Supernatural is, like, glacial. Like, it drives me insane. Yeah. I don't like it. I think it's really slow. I promise you it does pick up. Yes, and, like, here's the thing. I was starting to see it pick up. Like, going into, like... Season two, yeah. See, you know, season one was really slow, but yeah. like, near the end it was starting to pick up, and then, like, season two was, like, slow, but, it, like, it was starting to pick up. It still wasn't fast. No. But you could see... Season the, two was faster than season one. It's sort the of, like, the snowball the effect. Like, it was start, yeah. like it started as a tiny little snowball, and, mm-hmm. like, as it gets bigger and bigger, it's going faster and faster. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I was fine with that. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see what they're doing. They're starting to, like, pick up the pace. Like, yeah. the plot's starting to actually Psychic become, like... Psychic Sam is, like, picking up momentum. Yeah. yeah. And then they were just like, <laughs> no. And then the snowball hit a wall. Yes. And that wall was <laughs> Dean's demon deal. And it exploded into a million pieces and none of those pieces ever gained enough momentum By to get the same sort of speed that they were, like... Generating. Yeah. Generating near the end of season two. And it just... It drove me insane this season, the yeah. fact that they went from, like, not fast-paced, but certainly, like, a pace to nothing. Yeah. Like, there's a reason this was the season I fell asleep through. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny, like, the thing is, 
I still think that there are some really solid episodes. There are some really so- solid characters we get. Yeah. But the actual, like, the season overall, like, the overarching plot is just not there. The overarching plot is just, there's nothing we can do. Which yeah. is almost like the issue that you had with season one, where the overarching plot was just, let's find dad. Yeah. Except they couldn't. So, like, there was just nothing they could do to actually push that plot forward. Yeah. And season two, there was a difference, because dad was dead. Yeah. And so that was done. And it was and like, it let's was the, work out what's happening with Sam. And it was the plot of Sam. And they yeah. could progress that. And yeah. yeah, like, you're right. The momentum was picking up. And then you hit season three and it just fucking dies. And, like, the thing is, okay, in season two, they weren't always necessarily progressing the plot forward. Like, there, there were some dead ends and stuff they mm-hmm. found. But at least there were dead ends to find. And it's not like season one and three, I feel like it's very much sort of just like, oh, this is a dead end. That's a dead end. That's a dead end. Like, they're not making yeah. any progress. It's like... Maybe one in ten leads actually pans out. Yeah. Whereas season two was actually more like every three or four leads was panning out. Like Yeah, and you like, could tie the things together yeah. a bit better. Season three has just been amazing singular episodes. Yes. Some really, really, some high quality, some like, of my favorite episodes of all times are mm-hmm. in this third season. Like Bad Day, Black, Black Rock. Rock. Mystery Spot. Spot. Ghost Faces. Like, these episodes all fucking slap. Yeah. But, like, then you've just got stuff around it that's just... And, like, okay, I am very impartial to episode 310. Yes. I love it for the I Dean feel stuff, like but down the track, when I will appreciate it more upon... Reviewing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, upon looking back. Upon but reflection. Reflection. Yes. But, like, I really love that episode, and I remember when we were trying to talk about it, getting to a point where you were like, I, it's just the same stuff. And... While I was, like, so much like, okay, but, like, I want to talk about it, I completely understand where you were coming from. Yeah. Because it is the same problem I had with season three on my first rewatch, which was, I have heard all of this already. You're just showing me the same information in a different format every other episode. And, okay, yes, this format is objectively better than the other format we normally get this information in, but it is still the same information that we have gotten two dozen times. I would still argue that I I love 310 and the scene where Dean is confronting himself, but as a demon, I just think it's chef's kiss. I love aspects of 310, but I think overall they're, like... There are moments in 310s that are great and fantastic and, like, absolutely flawless. Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10 would recommend. But then you've just got a whole... Would recommend? Damn, Jamie. (laughs) And and then you've just got a whole lot of stuff around it that's like, oh... We've seen this a million times. We've seen this a million times. And it just... Again, like, the pacing's just not there. And, like, we are quickly realising this as we record two podcasts simultaneously. (laughs) I like fast-paced shit that could be all self-contained and... Beth likes shit that's slow as hell. I not slow as hell. Yeah. I like build up, I think it gives a better payoff. That's yeah. my that's my perspective. I'm impatient. You're impatient, time. yeah. Okay. I think we've probably talked a lot yeah. about this in with through our season three anyway. Yeah. So I think maybe let's just leave that for now mm. and let's just focus on the stuff that I always ask you in our season recaps going through into our next season. So overall as a season We've kind of recapped it just now. How would you give it as an overall rating? What would you What would you give it? We normally do this out of five, don't we? Yes. Okay. I think so. Hope I so. think I'm gonna give season three like maybe. Okay. So I'm gonna give it a two out of five. I thought you might. Yeah. Not a reflection on any individual episodes of this season. Mm-hmm. Just like just the fact that it cut that pace in half. It's probably the one season that I can really say like I was bored for a majority of it. Like yeah. Like I said, there's a reason this is the one I fell asleep in. Like, it just... It, 
it felt like we were getting the same shit over and over again. Yeah. And that, that's probably exactly what this podcast is going to sound like. Yeah. We're just saying the same <laughs> shit over and over again. So it's fitting. But all of the build-up they had done, it just felt like we'd hit all that build-up and then there was no payoff. Yeah. No, like, that's, that's absolutely And I see what you're saying about, like, enjoying the build-up. And, like, normally I do enjoy the build-up too. But I, agree I just, this season. I'm finding that Supernatural's never really giving me the payoff. Yeah. That's my issue. I No, I 100% agree with you. For this season specifically, I agree. Like, there is so much, like, slow build to literally nothing. Because yeah. we get to the end of the season and they haven't even solved the problem. Mm. Like, we get to the end of the season and he just dies. Yeah. And, like, it's like, well... What were we building up to? We, Why couldn't you We literally built on... up to him going to hell, which is like, okay... That it sounds like when you say that, when it's like the whole season's been building to Dean going to hell, it sounds like it's intense and exciting. But actually, no. watching it play out is like you just see this man become more depressed, yeah, and then sort of inevitably be mauled to death, to death. yeah. And it's kind of like it's a great statement of the futility of life, but yeah. <laughs> it's not very satisfying TV. Yeah, exactly. So no, I I agree. This season, like I love a slow build. If I'm reading a fic. I don't read anything less than 50,000 words yeah. because I need like, not to say that there aren't good fix under that time, like under that length. But for me, if I'm going out of my way to find a fig, that's my limit because yeah. I'm like, I want the payoff that comes from the first 35,000 words, you know? Yeah. So like that's, and that's a personal preference. Also, you just read at an obscenely quick pace. Yes, that is also <laughs> true. I read at an absurd rate. Um, people are always telling me about it, <laughs> but yes. Okay. I, I would probably agree. I would probably give season three, like, I don't know, like a two and a half. Like yeah. I agree with all of your points on it. On reflection, general. it might be slightly better, but I just think there are certainly, there are certainly parts of it that hit harder with future context, which is a lot of what I'm drawing on. And I yeah. also think that for me personally, there is some, like stuff that I really like personally yeah. relate to and like have attached myself to which gives me like a a different perspective on it and i do think that there are some absolutely fucking slapping episodes in this season before we move on from the actual episodes themselves Mm -hmm. yeah one of the other questions is your favorite and least favorite episodes i feel like your favorites are pretty clear we kind of already listed them yeah so top 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 of the list bad day at black rock absolutely then sort of like the second tier level is like mystery Mystery spot Spot, ghost faces yeah I really quite enjoyed A Very Supernatural Christmas. Might yes, also hope I, that we did record an episode on that with KJ, and KJ is a delight to hang out with. Yes. <laughs> and I love them so much, so it's like friends is attached to that. I, I will say this is going to kind of shock you ooh. because objectively it's a terrible fucking episode, but I kind of really enjoy it because it's a terrible fucking episode. Time is on my side. Okay. It's very enjoyable, but only in the funny. way that you can, yeah, you can rip it to shreds. It just makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Like it. It is very fun in that aspect. Yeah, I um, had a great time talking about that episode. Yeah, it's uh, not a good episode. <laughs> I, I want to be 100% clear here. It is not a good episode and it will make my worst episodes list objectively. Mm-hmm. But like I will call it out as something that like when we recorded our episode on Time is on my side, that was like a very fun hour and a half. Like we just yeah. sat there like vibing the whole time because it's objectively ridiculous, but it does make it a very fun very fun episode. Just looking back on my spreadsheet for the episodes that we have mm. covered this season, it's like it's basically exactly consistent with what you've just said. So yeah. the other ones that you rated, so the ones that you have rated four or higher were Bad Day at Black Rock, yeah. 
Mystery Spot and Ghost Spaces. Yeah. And then you had a couple that sat at 3.5, and I might just go through them quickly. You had The Kids Are All Right yep. at 3.5. You had uh, Red Sky and Morning. Yep. Dream a Little Dream of Me, which is 310 we talked about earlier. And Long Distance Call, you also had at a 3.5. And everything else was uh, 2.5 or below. Yeah. So Sorry, a 3 or below. It's fun looking at that because most of the ones that I gave like 3.5 or above are like ones where it's like, oh, we get reoccurring characters here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you've said before that you like it when they break up the yeah. sort of just the brothers. Okay, cool. The other thing is least favorite episodes. Was there anything in particular? That Magnificent Seven. I Oh, yeah. I hate it. I agree. I don't like it so very much. A, it's a wasted concept, which always yeah. drives me insane. And B, as a season opener, underwhelming as hell. Mm. After, like, the deal and all that, it's very underwhelming to go straight It's from... when the snowball exploded. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... It has a special place in my heart for, like, Sucking. not... <laughs> for not enjoying that one. Yeah. Bedtime stories, I remember being very much, like, yikes all yeah. the way through that episode. Did not... Did yeah. not enjoy that episode. Mm-hmm. That's pretty um, consistent with what you've said. Yeah. Fresh Blood. I liked the episode, if I remember correctly, but I hated the fact they killed Gordon, so that has, like, a special place in, like, meh, you know? A lot of sort of, like, middling episodes. Malleus Maleficarum. Forgettable is honestly the way to describe that. Yeah. I think that was the one where they had simultaneously the most female characters and literally all of them died. Yeah. Like, I... <laughs> which is like, Ben Edlund, do better. Jason Bello was just, like... Killed off Henriksen. Killed off Henriksen. It's funny. I, I, what I'm noticing is that the episodes that you really like are the ones where they introduce reoccurring characters or we have reoccurring characters. And the ones that you don't like are the ones where they kill off the reoccurring characters. And I think that that's pretty much just, like, yeah. quite a standard for is Jamie going to like this episode or not? Is, Does do it have get... a reoccurring character? Does that reoccurring character die? Yeah, exactly. And then, honestly, just, like, no rest for the wicked and time is on my side. Time is on my side. I mentioned in the best episodes... Only because it's so bad, it's good. It's going in the bad episodes because it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. And then No Rest for the Wicked, I just, I didn't really enjoy the season finale, honestly. Like, it just felt very underwhelming. Comparatively to season two and season yeah. season one and season two, Supernatural's finales are usually pretty fucking good. Mm. Seasons one and two, I would argue, are some of the strongest episodes in those seasons, yeah. their finales. Especially season, actually, honestly, both of them are yeah. really strong. And yeah, then season three, like it was fine. And I it was think fine. I th- I think we can give it a little bit of leeway just because that is like full rider strike. They were just trying to yeah, do fucking oh, anything absolutely. at this point. But I like think as a caveat over this whole season, like we're pretty much ripping it to shreds yeah. right now. Fully aware that there was like external circumstances going on that they did not have to deal with for seasons one and two, and they don't continue to deal with into three and four. Yeah, sorry, four and five. So yeah, yeah full caveat there. We understand times were tough in the writers' room. But also, yeah, that's sort of where I'm sitting. Like, I feel like this this season had some, like, really standout episodes that I was like, yes, I can love them. Mm-hmm. And then the rest were either bad or forgettable. Like, yeah, you know, like, it's not like the first couple of seasons where there was, like, a whole bunch that were just sort of in that middle of, like, yeah, they were fine, I enjoyed them, they were good, but they weren't great. This but, was really the epitome of the metronome meme. Yeah. Like, what's interesting is looking at the IMDb ratings for all of them, most of them hit an eight. The only one that drops below an eight is Ghost Faces. And the highest rated were Mystery Spot has a 9.5. Yeah. Juice and Bellow actually got a 9.4. Mm-hmm. And then there are two 9.3s. One is Bad Day at Black Rock and one is No Rest for the Wicked. 
So it's interesting. That is fucking ridiculous that Bad Day Black Rock is rated the same. Yeah. Actually, it's rated lower than Juice and Below. Fucking ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, that I think we've pretty much covered everything yeah. we have to say there. So moving on, the next section we have is character opinions. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with our protagonists, Sam and Dean. How are we feeling about Sam and Dean through the season and going into season four? I feel like we have to do one at a time. So let's start with Dean. Okay. Whiny baby this season. <laughs> whiny, Usually whiny that's baby. Sam. Normally, normally that's Sam. Sam's normally the whiny baby, but Dean was really the whiny baby this season. Mm. Uh, slow descent into depression. Big yikes. Um, to be fair, this is not a this is not a criticism on Dean. He was no. allowed to be depressed, just. <laughs> but also, he, he did make that choice, and he did go. Well, he he chose to make the deal. The ensuing depression. I don't yeah, think he chose. No. But in Crossroad Blues, he was very much in this sort of. Uh, camp over they made their bed they should lie in it and then he made his bed and he refused to fucking lie in it to be fair he tried i would argue yeah. that sam was the one that refused to let him lie in it and yeah. it got it, it was only towards the very end that dean was like actually you're right i don't want to lie in this bed yeah. anymore namely when he realized that he would have become a demon going to hell i yes. mean he does go to hell but like yeah. like that's sort of like the that's path the threat. that's yeah. that is there for him to basically be tortured until he becomes a demon yeah uh, that's when he really sort of flipped the switch and it was like oh fuck actually maybe i don't want that yeah yeah okay um which i think actually does to loop it all the way back around to the season two opener mm-hmm. loops it all the way back around to uh when dean was debating whether or not he would go with the reaper yeah with tessa with tessa links it all the way back around to say pretty uh, substantially that yes he would have gone with the reaper yeah because in this situation his worst nightmare is becoming the thing that he hunts and in that situation he would have become the thing that yeah. he hunts like it's pretty pretty uh pretty damning evidence that we were correct he would probably have gone with with tessa yeah. have gone with tessa and not become a ghost a ghost but yeah that's the wrong season so sure all right well how are we feeling about sam then sam this season kind of annoyed me <laughs> Except Sam, for that, Sam seems to usually annoy you. Except for Bad Dad Black Rock, in which he was so pathetic he could be annoying. No, Sam's desperation is he's a desperate housewife of an disjoint. Like <laughs> he he's all the way there. He's like, oh no, my brother's gonna die for me. This is shit. I don't like that. He's out here doing whatever. I'm very disappointed that they didn't do more with Psychic Sam and his. They character. basically did what you were worried that they would, which is to basically drop it Yeah. after the finale. And I think in our last recap, you did say you would understand plot-wise if they chose to, because it would make sense, but you were hoping they wouldn't. But also, they're bringing it back, specifically with Ruby saying mm. that he's still, like, he still has his powers, they're, like they're dormant. just dormant, and that is the biggest fucking cop-out I have ever goddamn seen. <laughs> if he still has his powers, they're just dormant. It's like they just sort of forgot about it in the writer's room for the first half of the season. And then they were like, oh, fuck, the finale's coming up. Maybe we can use that to get Dean out of his deal. And now it's kind of like if they bring him back at this point, it's, what are you fucking doing? You just ignored them for a season. Like, either leave him dead or you should have brought him back last season. I think that that is also down to the writer's strike. Yeah. I think genuinely they were like, fuck, we don't know what we're going to do. They were like, at the very end, they were like, well, now we know what we're going to do for season four. We're going to put this here. Because, like, they could have brought it up earlier. Yeah. But they, they chose not to. I think that it wasn't until they were at a point where they actually knew what they were going to do mm. that they were going to reference that in any way. 
But to me, it just felt very much like Finding the Cult, the episode yeah, before the finale. I, I like, knew you were going to say it, that. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly the same mm. premise. It's like, oh, right before the exact crux, we're going to give you the secret tool you didn't know you had the whole time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go and on. I think I would have understood it if he had actually leaned into it and used it in the finale. Mm-hmm. If they had brought it back for the finale and it had sort of been like, no, Ruby's assessment was 100% correct, any earlier he would have just said, no, we'll find another way. Yeah. But now he's desperate enough to actually go for it. Yeah. And he does go for it. Like, I think that would have been... Or he doesn't even mean to, but, like, it kind of comes yeah. out of him because of his, like, as a manifestation of his own desperation yeah. and his own, like... Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, I agree. I think that would have been cool. It is a shame that we don't get any real psychic Sam through season three because it is actually one of my favorite plots that we get like through Sam's arc, like is the psychic Sam stuff. I just think it's really fun as, as both like a meta thing and also just as like a show thing. I find it, I find it entertaining. I find it like in compelling, I think is the word. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I'm also a bit bummed that they kind of drop it this season, but like you say, they mention it at the very end. So like in theory, it's going to come up yeah. like, down the track. But so it just, it feels very cheap to just like, Throw it back in there. Throw it back in there right at the end. It's like, oh, you just, you decided to whack it. Like, I think, honestly, season three is just kind of a bit of a, like, just fucking free. It technically does its job. All you need to know about season three, honestly, in terms of the plot of the whole show, is that Dean goes to hell. Yeah. That's literally it. You really don't need anything else from the plot of this season. Like, there's obviously character stuff that happens that's mm. important, but overarching plot-wise, the only thing that is relevant, you could skip season three. And just know Dean goes to hell at the end and then season four will make sense. Yeah. Like you don't need anything else. And I think that a lot of that comes down to just confusion about where the show was going, confusion about who was even going to be on the staff, confusion about how many episodes they were going to have, confusion about Mm. everything that was going on. I just genuinely don't think that they were able to have anything as cohesive because they didn't know where it was going. They couldn't put in any foreshadowing or any crumbs or trails because they didn't know what they were even going to be able to accomplish. So I think that a lot of it can actually be boiled down just to that. Yeah. Anyway, next season, what are we, or actually rather before we move on from, from character stuff, are there any other characters that you want to shout out from this season or that like, I mean, we had Ruby was introduced this season. So we've come to a whole season of her. She is dead at the end of this season so we could talk about her we could talk about Bella is there anyone in particular that you want to okay so straight up want to talk about Bella mm-hmm. justice for Bella yeah she... <laughs> I'm so goddamn sick and tired of them bringing up interesting characters like arguably more interesting than the brothers more complex morality and issues and like you know they it's like they want to pretend like the world's bigger than it is like instead of actually doing the work and making like the world around the Winchesters bigger. They're just like, oh, let's just add a couple of side characters occasionally. But then we can't let them continue to live in the world outside of the brothers. So we're just going to kill them off instead of just having it sort of implied that the world is bigger than the brothers. Mm -hmm. So it's like for them to kill off, like I understand like thematically why they had to like parallel Bella and Dean and like blah, blah, blah. But also it's just very disappointing. It's also disappointing that the type of characters they keep choosing to kill off are women and people of colour. Yeah. Anywho, okay, do you have any other characters that you want to talk about? I want to talk about Bobby. Okay. Because Bobby is, like, pulling more than his weight this fucking season. <laughs> like, I love Bobby. There's, like, three brain cells between the three of them, and Bobby's got all of them. Yeah. He, like, occasionally will loan half of one out. <laughs> yeah. Like, my man Bobby is the only reason they're not fully dead. And Ruby. Bobby and Ruby are the only reason yeah. that 
they're not fucking dead. Mm-hmm. We like Ruby? Yeah, I like Ruby. Okay. I like Ruby, yeah. I really like the actress who plays Ruby in this season as well, which probably yeah. helps, because I've seen her in other things. Yeah. So it's like... Association. Association. Yeah. It's the yeah. same reason I like Jake. It's like, it's how it's Yeah. Yeah. And I will say that I want to talk about Ava here, because I think Ava could have just been a great thematic add to this season. Mm-hmm. If you had her working with Lilith, like, same plot, but just have Ava there working with Lilith, and suddenly you have... some. It's suddenly so much more compelling. It's suddenly so much more compelling. It's more emotionally grounded. It adds to the power... Like, the fact that they didn't have, like, Lilith and Ava, and they killed Ava off, and they had Jake, it just... I mean, this is coming back to season two. Yeah, but but it really, it really kind of shot season three in the foot. It, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that was a choice they made in season two, but that choice in season two meant that they didn't have this narrative and emotional beat running through the third season, which yeah. I think is one of the things that I think is really a shortfall of the third season is the just the lack of emotional cohesion through the season. Because well, like you have thing. one piece of emotion through the season that's Dean's going to die. Yeah. And it's like... And they remind us of it. Constantly. That's all well and good, but like if you'd had two or three other emotional threads running through the season, it would have meant that you wouldn't have to lean so heavily on that one thing and then it wouldn't feel like it was dragging so out anywhere near as much. Yeah, yeah. Is there anyone else that you wanted to I mean we gotta shout out Gordon Henriksen here. R.I.P. them. You were interesting characters that they killed off for no real reason. I will reiterate that I love Bella and I love Ruby. I do really wish that we'd gotten Meg this season. Yeah. And I wish that we'd gotten Joe and Ellen this season. But, like, yeah, what the it's fuck fine. Is with that? I know they're out there living their best lives because they're not <laughs> fucking. Look, they're not around the brothers. So, yeah. you know, they're happy because they're not around <laughs> the brothers. That's how Supernatural works. If You're you... so right. If, if, the bro- if the boys are near you, something terrible, terrible is happening. <laughs> but as so soon like, as you're no longer like in their orbit, you're fine. Joe and Ellen are like in Hawaii kicking back. Yeah. For, like, just they're vibing. on a well done vacation. Like, they've, like, they're, the insurance money paid out in the bar. Yeah. Literally. Like, <laughs> They now have like four months where they can't do anything because the bar's getting rebuilt with the yeah. insurance money. So they were like, fuck it, we're going on holiday. Yeah, that's what they're doing. They're, they're rebranding. That's mm-hmm. exactly what's happening here. Okay, that's my headcanon now. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so moving on from characters, we are coming into season four now. Having just finished season three, what are we, what are we thinking is going to happen in season four? Like as overarching. Okay, so number one. Dean has to get out of hell at some point. Okay. Theoretically. Theoretically. Like... He could just be there now. He could just be there The rest now, of but... the show is just him and Sam, like, Skyping. <laughs> it's like Vlog Brothers. Literally. <laughs> Literally. That would be fucking hilarious. No. So, look, I'm assuming they're not going to keep Dean in hell. Because okay. I just don't... I don't see a way where they could make that work plot-wise. Sure. For Sam and Dean to just be, like... Police. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to reunite immediately yeah. or whatever, but like, I don't see a way that Dean can be in hell for more than like half a dozen episodes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Yeah. I think in the first half of the season, at some point, he's either going to escape hell or he's going to fucking become a demon and is now out of hell because he's a demon. Yeah. Or like, I just don't think they're going to leave. You don't think they're going to leave him there? To... He's a main character. Like, yeah, exactly. 
I don't think that they've managed to do a season that you love by leaving Dean in hell for all of it. You like, know, that's a good point. You know I like season four. Yeah. So if they left my Blorbo in hell that whole time, that would probably dampen my mood about it. I also know there's a gay angel coming. <gasps> yes. So I, I do know season four is where they introduce... Castiel and angels and that sort of shit. I am fucking pumped. And I do have a feeling that he's introduced in the first episode. So I I feel like that is one of the osmosis fandom things that I have heard. Okay. So I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to say what I've heard is accurate. Okay. And that he is in the first episode. Now, I don't know what he's doing in the first episode. Last episode, I was like, I reckon he's going to pull Dean out of hell. That is what my money's on. Yeah. But, like, I do not know for sure. Yeah, you're just like osmosis presuming. Yes. Yeah. Because I've heard the title Lazarus Rising. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard whispers. Yeah. Actually, no, I've heard yelling because like the supernatural <laughs> does not whisper. Yeah. They, they have no volume control. Yes, I think you've told me that there's overarching plot stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping we get overarching plot stuff. I'm hoping it starts to pick up the pace. I hope we start getting these informations about like, all the stuff that they all the stuff of... and like what the actual impact of the demon blood was and what it means and like how it works and why these children and why the sixth month birthday yeah. and like why Mary recognized the demon because yeah. I don't think I've hyper fixated on that enough yet. <laughs> like I just I honestly think that they're gonna have to do something with that otherwise it's gonna be a shit season. Like yeah. like that is that is honestly well like, this is after they didn't really give us much to work with for season three, really the only thing that they have to resolve is like stuff that they either had early season three or late yeah. season two. Mm. So because everything basically got the entire oh, plot yeah, there's got nothing... put on hold yeah. just for a Dean's demon deal. And now that that's gone down, theoretically the stuff that's left to resolve is the stuff that we've already yeah. had or new stuff that they introduce now. Yeah. So before we move on too much, because you kind of already touched on like what your, some of your hopes are for the season, do you have any other like general plot prediction stuff that you want to outline? Is there anything that you've predicted from season three that you're thinking they may actually do in season four? Or are you happy to just leave it with whatever you've said in our past episodes? Or do you want to sum up your predictions? It might be worth summing up my predictions. Because yeah. I made so we many. Down, we won't go down the rabbit like, hole, but sum them up. I, I, I think it would be at least fun to go through some of my favourite predictions that I've made so far. Yeah. Whether they're ones that I think will come to pass. Do you want to do what we did in your bonus birthday app and break them into ones you think may actually happen versus ones that are just batshit and fun? Yeah, that might be worthwhile. Okay. So to start with what I think is going to actually happen, I think – so this is not just like what I hope – is going to get resolved. This is how I think they're going to resolve it. This is my formal theory, and I'll, I'll spiral into my tangents later on. That's fine. <laughs> so I think that they're going to get Dean out of hell, mm-hmm. and I honestly think they're going to get angels to do it because that's how... You think they would introduce... I think they're going to introduce angels, uh-huh. and it's also basically that lines up with everything I've heard about the introduction of angels so far in... Osmosis. Osmosis. Yeah. I think... They're going to do something with Sam's psychic powers. Okay. Because... They brought it up right at the end. They brought it up right at the end of that seat, like the season three. And what's the point of bringing it up in the season three if it ultimately doesn't do anything for the season three finale? Yeah. And also... And then they never actually do anything with it in season four. Yeah. That would be (laughs) infuriating. And I don't... I don't think there was a purpose of the writers writing that into that scene in season three. Unless they're going to Unless they were actually going to pick it up and do something with it in season four. So I think we're going to see the return of Sam's psychic powers. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it is like how Ava said, and once you start learning, like 
steep, steep yeah. learning curve. I hope it's not just going to be his visions because honestly, I kind of hated them. <laughs> and I also think that his visions had limited functionality in terms of using him as a plot point. Yeah. So I think they're going to expand on that and sort of maybe he gets instant death touch. Ooh, okay, spicy. Or like electrocution. That would be from fun. From the one dude therapy. Yeah. I also hope he gets therapy, but that's not. Yeah. <laughs> that goes under batshit theories. That that's not on... things they'd actually do. <laughs> I think that we're going to find out that Mary recognized the demon because she made some sort of deal with the demon or she had previously encountered the demon and in had worked facet. with it in some way. Ooh, and worked with it. Yes. I don't think it's just that, like, you know, she was secretly a hunter or whatever and has tried to kill the demon before. Like, the way she reacted to the demon made me think that, like, they have interacted before and it has not been, like... This is new information to me. You've never told me this before. (laughs) I'm sitting here, like, having brainwaves. Carry on. Because the way in the season two finale when we see the, like, live-action replay... They're like, you! Yeah. Yeah. It does not seem like... She's just recognizing a demon that she's tried to kill before or something. You know what I mean? Okay, like, sure. There's too much familiarity there's there. There's too much familiarity there to be like a once-off, like, yeah. I tried to hunt you once or whatever. Like, okay. I think there is actually some sort of history there. Okay. And I don't think it's all necessarily, like, murdery. Like, I think Ooh. at one point, like... Like a Sam Ruby kind of dynamic? Yeah. Like a Sam... I, I think it was, like, not necessarily, like, a friendly relationship, but, but like, like a... A working sort of like force to deal with each other sort of relationship. Neither was in a position where they wanted to or could kill the other one. Like Dean and that Sin City. mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I I think there is going to be some sort of thing there. So some sort of relationship between Mary and Azazel is the the theory. And I think that's going to link back to why all of Mary's friends and family died. Okay. And that's the other reason why I don't think it was just like a... They tried Casual. to kill each other once sort of thing. Like, okay, so you think there's more history there? I think there's more history there beyond just, like, a single... Encounter. Encounter. Cool beans. Is there anything else in the, like, legitimate Jamie theorising section you want to cover? I also think we're going to find out that the reason the children was chosen is something genetic. I'm going to I'm gonna actually yeah. state that You're now. You're going to take I've, that out of your batshit corner and put I've, it in your legitimate corner? It is... Honestly, I would love it for it to be sort of like an accumulation of demon blood over time is the reason. Yeah. Like, I think that would be very satisfying. I think that would be, like, narratively make a lot of sense mm-hmm. and, like, like sort rich of lore kind rich law behind it. But I don't think that's what they're going to do. That's not – at this point, I'm just thinking that it's, like, some sort of, lineage. like, lineage, history, like, descended down sort of thing. They targeted these children for a reason. And okay. I think that reason is – whether it is actually genetic or whether it's just, like, a cultural thing. Okay. Of, like, you know, maybe Mary was a fucking hunter or something. Yeah. And, like, so they're targeting hunters' children because they want the resulting like the psychic children to have that training behind them. Okay. To have that knowledge behind them so they're more effective. Cool. Before we – is that everything for your formal theories? Are there any other series series that I've – said that you can think of that is probably worth it's hard for me to characterize your theories into serious or batshit because of knowledge that i have all of them are serious and batshit simultaneously (laughs) it's schrodinger's theory literally so if you haven't got anything else on your mind then we'll leave it but i do want to ask before we move on fully if that is like if that's your full theory right your formal theory if that is what we got would you be happy with it 
would you, would you be interested in that, in like actually watching that? Or is it just what you think there is going to happen, regardless of whether it'll be good television? Here's the thing. It's like, if that's what happened, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily mad about it. But I do think if that's what they do, that is missing some opportunities. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, I think not necessarily the worst way to do it, but like, certainly I don't think it's the best way for this storyline to pan out. Here is my formal prediction. It's the worst thing they could do. (laughs) No, like, that's not what I'm... I think there's definitely, like, worse ways for them to resolve this. Okay. And I think one of the worst ways to resolve it would literally just be, oh, it was all random, like, we were just fucking around and That's the most unsatisfactory way for them to do anything. Yeah, but I do think there is... Like, there, there, I think there would be more satisfying ways to solve it. Like, okay. you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's necessarily the best way they could resolve it, but I was, I think it's, like, middling. Like, I think okay. it's, you think it's I think it's fine. I think, depending on the way they do it, it could be really good or it could be really bad, but I think the, it's, if it's that's... It's about the actual execution yes, than it is about that, the, the, yeah. the thing that's... So, if yeah. this is what actually happens, I don't think that's actually a bad thing to happen. I think it's, then it would come down to how... Execution. They actually did execute it. Okay. I think that's sort of like where it lives. I, I had a brainwave moment the other day and I just remembered and I do actually want to talk about it. Okay. Because I talked a little about um, how certain angels and certain demons can only possess certain yes. vessels. This so, is a theory from mid season three? Yeah, mid season three. It, yeah. I, at the time I put it under my bat sheet, but I'm going to double bet down on it. I'm going to put it in my formal <laughs> theory section. Okay. I think. The reason the special children was chosen is because genetically they are compatible with angels or whatever, right? Oh, okay. Going into my, like, genetic compatibility theory, like, you know, they they were sort of chosen because they were already genetically compatible. So your theory about their genetics being important is not necessarily specific to important to demons but specifically that they're genetically compatible with angels and that's why they're being targeted yes and okay. i think what's basically going to happen is you have special demons let's let's call them special demons special demons i don't think children. there's a lot of them i think there's like maybe one or two okay there's a couple of special demons that are not demons that were previously humans okay i think they were demons who were previously like angels or something cool. so therefore they require the genetic capability compatibility okay. to be able to take over a human a human vessel. vessel. Okay. And I think the reason why they did the things with the demon blood is because they wanted the genetically compatible vessel to be more powerful. Right. The whole scheme is designed around these children. Uh-huh. Because, you know, the fucking the special demons. The special demons. I'm I'm not giving names because it sounds yeah. ridiculous to give names. The special demons yeah. can take over these specific vessels, whereas they can't. Like most demons, they can just like fuck around and take over whoever they want. So you think but because think, they're too powerful, so they yes, need a they're stronger... too powerful. Okay, maybe they're fallen angels instead of like the true demons. True demons, the okay. way the rest of them do. Yeah. So like, I think they might be going in a sort of direction of like the reason they chose these special children was because they are the only ones genetically capable of containing the special demons okay and then they sort of wanted to super like supercharge them give them superpowers and to do that they gave them the blood and that's why okay all right and so they're sort of like going in that sort of thing of that the demons are hoping to summon these super powerful demons into these vessels okay because they're special they're special (laughs) and this is supported by canon in that we know that there is different types of demons 
Like You're not right. all there's demons. A hierarchy. Are, like there's yeah. a hierarchy. Not we've, all demons are the same. We've like, seen different coloured eyes. Yeah. We know that Lilith and Azazel are yeah. a higher level than mm. like Meg, for example, yeah. or Ruby. Okay. You've got me. You didn't. You, you, work, you worked out what I was trying to say. This is the second time Jamie has explained this because the first time she completely lost me, but I am with you now. I think. Yeah, and you understand sort of, yeah. Yes. So I can see. So basically the whole like concept of like genetics being the reason yeah. for choosing the special children is to do with making sure that they are appropriate reciprocals yeah. for the higher level demons. And so yeah. that's why they're like being like fortified, I guess, with yeah. the demon blood to like build up a tolerance kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, partially that and also partially they did want the psychic side effects so that the vessel is inherently more powerful so they can be inherently more powerful. Okay, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Which would then make sense why Ruby is pushing Sam to embrace his powers in the end of the thing because if she actually secretly wants like Sam to be super powerful so that he can take one of the special Special demons, demons... If she's the reason that Sam is more powerful to be able to take one of the special demons... Then that, like, boosts her even Then that boosts her even further in the eyes of the special demon. All right. Cool, 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 cool. They're just the special boy, you know? (laughs) All right. So that's your, like, formal theory. That's a formal theory. Jamie's seal of approval. Well, Jamie's seal of confidence. (laughs) Look, at the end of the day, I've just got to actually guess something, and I feel like a lot of my theories are sort of hedging. So I was like, I'll do one, like, that's, like... Hedging a few bets, but, like, also is an actual theory that could actually explain these things rather than just sort of, like... Yeah, no, no, no. I think it's something to do with this. All right, cool. Do you want to cover your batshit theories? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You should know me. I I love nothing more than my batshit theories. I adore your batshit theories. They're so fucking fun. (laughs) My my favourite batshit theory is still that, like, let's scrap angels all together. Sam embraces his powers, becomes the king of hell to save Dean, okay. right? But he doesn't know Dean's a demon. He's king of hell. They're both running around trying to pretend to be like their normal selves. But yeah. like, Sam's king of hell. Dean's a demon. Maybe Sam gets addicted to demon blood at this point because, like, we've established a little bit of demon blood, a little bit of powers, a lot of demon blood, maybe a lot of powers. Who knows? Silence. So you think it's like demon, like, crack? Yes. Right. No, no, it's less like crack, more like steroids. Oh, okay. Yeah. Demon steroids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Same addictive qualities as crack, but like the powers that you get with steroids. Like, okay. Yeah. Literally, how about the Sam actually? How about the Sam actually? Yeah. Conspiracy. <laughs> Coming theory. back to dead in the water. <laughs> but no, so I, I, I think this would be really fun. A lot of demon blood, a lot of power. So he's like addicted to the power. He's trying to like. So like Ava kind of like. Yeah. Just like really embracing the. He's like, he's bulking up, you know? Okay. He's been working out with his psychic mind powers. He's drinking Ruby's blood or something for the extra psychic mind powers. Dean's a demon. Maybe you do have Cass the angel come in at this point and Cass goes, well, why are you drinking? You have a source of demon blood right there, mate. Why are you bothering with Ruby? Like. Yeah. Fun reveal, sitcom style. It's great. It's, like, lots of fun. I love the idea of them, like, pretending to not be something and, like, trying to, like, act normal. But it's, like... I love the idea of Bobby observing this. Like, I can just imagine, like, Sam and Dean on opposite sides of a room trying to convince each other that the other is being normal and both Cass and Bobby, like, side-eyeing, like, what is... Like, like, like they're watching tennis, like, just their eyes moving between the two of them, like, cogs whirring in brains. And, like... (laughs) And, like, they're trying to kill demons, but they're both actually just secretly trying to, like, catch and release the demons. <laughs> I do kind of love that. Oh, one of my other, like, batshit theories is, like, the accumulation of demon blood over the years. You know, like, every generation, they've just been giving them, like, a couple of drops of demon blood. Yeah. And then they have kids and whatever, and it, like, 
Yeah. Now it's just finally hit a peak concentration. That'd be fun and interesting. But I don't think they're going to do it because that, again, implies a richness of lore that I don't think they're going for. Ooh, this is real crack. I'd really love <laughs> for Mary to not actually be dead, just have faked her death. That's fucking hilarious. So all of this was for fucking nothing. Like, she's still alive. She's out there. She's kicking it. Like, you know, she's... Okay, she just I, hated John that much. She was like, nah, fuck this shit. Man, I'm taking my death. That's like, she saw the, the nursery day. fire and she was like, nah, I'm out, bitch. <laughs> so, we have kind of touched on this already. What would your absolute worst case scenario be for season four? They address none of it. There is no plot line. No pace gets picked up. It's just season three all over again. Okay. Hope- it's season three all over again. But this time, it's like, instead of... How do we get Dean out of the demon deal? It's like, how do we rescue Dean from hell? Dean's yeah. just like casually burning in hell. Dean does nothing in this like season. He's just <laughs> he's just burning in hell the entire time. You've just got Sam and only Sam because like we've already established as soon as Dean dies, he's gonna cut Bobby out. Like full stop. Like that is that's he's, what he did. He's done it before. He'll do it again. You're fully like, expecting the Jonification of Sam. I'm Winchester. fully expecting the Jonification of Sam Winchester to happen again. Like no, not psychic Sammy. They're just normal, regular, pathetic Sam. <laughs> Um, we love we love Sam, and it's just but Sam. When he's Jonified, he's a bit much. Yeah, it's just Sam getting increasingly more desperate to get Dean out of hell, but like nothing's working, and mm-hmm. like there he's not even learning anything. He's just like failing a bunch of times, and like no nothing pans out, nothing goes anywhere. Yeah, we don't see Bobby because of course Sam's nothing Bobby exists out. outside of Sam. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So basically, the worst case scenario is the world shrinks to be literally just Sam. Yes. No side characters for me. Okay. No worries. And hopes and aspirations. What is your, like, ideal? Look, I'm just really hoping that I like the gay angel. I know the gay angel gets introduced this season. Like, (laughs) I'm just hoping that the gay angel is actually the thing that might actually make me enjoy this a little more. Because, like, honestly, like, you you were starting to get me. At the end of season two, you like, you were starting to get me. I was like, okay, I can kind of see... The appeal. The appeal here. Mm-hmm. And then season three just was like, oh no, but like. Came in like a wrecking ball and yeah. just. Yeah. Everyone who we have talked to has said that Cass, if anything is going to get you, it'll be Cass. So if you don't like Cass. It's okay, I don't have Cass vibes, I have Jodie vibes. I. According to that one random quiz that I took that one time. If you don't like Cass, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. But I don't think that will be a problem. I don't think it'll be a problem. I think you'll love him. So hopefully I'm right. Um, I think that just about does it for all of our usual question and answers for this intermission. Do you have anything else that you wanted to add or are you happy with what you've said? I just want to say again, RIP Ava, you were robbed. Well, I guess that's the end of the episode. (laughs) Uh, Thanks so much for listening. We will be back with the first episode of season four titled Lazarus Rising. I am fucking pumped. Oh my god, I just realised. Season 3 is Tall Tales of the Season. Some massive, incredible highs that are really, really good and the rest of it's just like, wow, why would you do this? So, Season 3 is just a 16 episode long version of your least favourite episode of Season 2? Yes! <laughs> Alright, I'll take that analogy. But you see what I mean. Like, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. Th- There are some brilliant, shining moments where you're like, oh wow, maybe this is good. And then, like, they immediately and like, nah, actually, this is shit. Yeah. All right. I'll take that. I'll take that. All right. Well, fucking hopefully you like season four better.
Anyway, if you would like to find us anywhere on social media, we are on Twitter, TikTok, Discord, and Tumblr. All of the links are in the description below. Feel free to come and chat to us about anything, up to and including... How Ava was robbed. How Ava was robbed, <laughs> or like what you loved or hated about season three. Do you think we're wrong? Give us your rankings. Top three, what last three episodes of season three? Oh like, yeah, like favourites, least favourites. Who was the MVP of the season in terms of characters? Ooh, now there's a fucking question. I reckon it was the Crossroads demon that did the deal with Dean. Because really, they're the only ones who had any sort of plot happen around them this season. <laughs> I reckon it was Bobby. You reckon it was Bobby? Yeah. True, he did have to deal with a lot or of Bella bullshit. Or Henriksen. Henriksen. Anyway, yeah, let us know. Hit us up. Uh, That's it. Yeah. I'm out. Bye.